Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Good Talks. My name is Mark Little. And I'm Ray Murataya. And today's episode is brought to you by Bean Chata. When horchata just won't do, Bean Chata is a drink for you, fully endorsed by Justin Bieber. You know what our next endorsement needs to be? What? This Herbal Cup Maca Ashwagandha Tea. Okay. I know we're about to talk about Atomic Habits and... We are. We are, right? The book? We are. Um, But speaking of habits, something that... One of my journal prompts that I really enjoy, and yes, yes, I created it, but I create it because I enjoy it. And so I put it in the journal for other people. And I love it when I get to this part in the week where I'm writing a list of gratitudes. And one of the prompts in that list is write about something or list something that you're, or a healthy habit that you're grateful for. Oh yeah. I like that one too. That one, because every week I'm like trying to think of something new that I do. And then it, on one hand, it like reminds me of all the little things I either can do or am doing that are mm-hmm. healthy and good. Like I drink ashwagandha tea oh. or take ashwagandha. That's that's where I'm coming or going with this. Yeah, yeah. But then like it also it's a cool way to thank yourself for already establishing some healthy habits. Right. Because I feel like I feel like that is right. I know. I said I feel. Oh, and we just talked about this. We should talk about that whole oh, yeah. narrative. We'll talk, talk about that in a minute. But to say what you were talking about, to add on, I go the other route. So you always think every week you're like, oh, okay, what other little thing is a good ha- habit that I'm grateful for? Mm-hmm. I just repeat the same ones over and over again. Which, I mean, oh, I lost my headphones. I'm struggling over here. I've got a top knot. It's a whole thing, and Luckily, it got in the way no of my headphones. No one has to see you, and you literally don't even have to have your headphones on. And the, the you show didn't can hear, still go on. but you didn't hear them fall. Well, I heard them a little bit. You didn't hear a clank, big old clank. Not I heard clank. it on the side of my jaw. All right, so keep going. So yeah, so you say the same things every week. I try to Most find. Of the time. I mean, I do say the same things sometimes, but I also try to think of at least one that's different or one I haven't thought about in a while because. Yeah. That's that's what I love about, I mean, again, I created the journal, but that's what I love about having a variety of ways to journal and to reflect because when you're shifting your mind in, or trying to find those new things, it's just exciting. It's exciting to reflect and remember like, I did do that this week, you know, mm-hmm. I so I don't know. Anyways, that is true. we're also drinking ashwagandha with maca right now. Yeah, I don't know what maca does. I thought that's why we got that one, because you liked the fact that it had maca in it. No, no. I don't think so. Because there's two sold by Herbal Cup. Um, this is not a sponsor, a, a sponsored ad or anything like that, but I like the stress relief ashwagandha tea that they have, too. Yeah, I like that one, too. It makes me sleepy, though. I know. It makes, <laughs> it makes me sleepy. That's... I like it. Some days, uh, but I would try and drink that, though, before our Wednesday midday improv shows, and that was not not the best. <laughs> it's really interesting. I mean, I know people do this all over the world with all sorts of drugs, but it is so interesting to me to, like, mess with your own chemistry, even when it's not, like, at that intense, like, I was, real drug level. I was just talking about this with my friend at work. She probably will listen to this episode, too. So, hi, Jen. But My best friend? Yeah, Jen, your best friend. Hello, Jen. Um, she and I were talking about like we were just on the con on the idea of like eating healthy. We were just yeah. like two days ago or whatever, and um, we were talking about like anxiety reducing um, diets almost or sure. like nutrition. I guess. Sure. I try to stay away from the term diet because I think of 
like if you're changing things, it's just it's your general nutrition. But anyways, yeah. um, yeah, we were talking about that. And I was telling her how you and I kind of we get funny about like our bodies and how like, oh, Mark, like I I drank this and it made me feel this way the next day. And we I don't know, you and I kind of geek out over that, like mm. we're experimenting on ourselves a little bit, I guess, so. but not like in not like with harsh, harsh things. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know, it's, but. yeah, that's okay. correct. Anyways, the, I, I agree. We got off on a real fun tangent. I I'm not going to apologize because I like talking about this stuff. There you go. Good move. Um, yeah. But for me, like I, and you know this, when I uh, eat certain bars, like if I just eat protein bars, I don't feel that good. And then I realized if I eat certain protein bars plus coffee, plus sparkling water, so not regular oh, yeah, water, yeah, but, yeah. but like just soda water, uh, then it's really, I'm very, I just feel weird. You know what does that for me? Hmm. Coffee and banana. Oh, really? If I, because some days like I'm running out the door and I don't have time to make a smoothie and I, I used to just be like, oh, banana's easy to eat like really quickly and it's fruit, like whatever. I put banana in my smoothie, right? Right. And so I'd have <clears throat> coffee and then I would have a banana as my breakfast and that I would get that really on edge feeling, almost like I had three cups of coffee. Huh. Um, Wonder why. I Well, I'm assuming it's the sugar from the banana because it would be a whole banana versus my smoothie, which has like a quarter of a banana, spinach, like good fats, different things. That could be. Protein. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. that And once I figure that out, obviously now I don't reach for the banana if I'm in a rush, right? Because like, mm-hmm. I know. I'm like, I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say something else. Oh, did I tell you yesterday about my olive adventure? No. Uh, I love olives as snacks. Like, I don't. Like maybe one would uh, pretzels or pickles. And I keep a jar in my fridge. And on Sunday night, I wanted a quick snack. Okay. So I had a little bowl full of olives. Then I had a few more olives because I was still wanted the taste. And guess who woke up looking like a puffer fish yesterday really? morning? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And but but here's the cool thing, and this kind of relates back into that almost like habit tracking, because I instead of being like, well, dang, I'm swollen. This sucks. I automatically back like. Within seconds, I'm like, okay, I got eight hours of sleep. Okay, I was drinking water yesterday. Maybe yeah. I didn't drink enough water. But then I go, what did I eat last? And I just start and I, the last thing I had eaten were the olives. And right then I knew that was the really the only thing that I changed up and probably didn't limit as much as I thought I did. Yeah. I don't really, I don't just sit and snack on olives. I just like to have one so everyone's not pop one in my mouth type of thing. Oh, is it? Because they're really salty? They're really salty. Oh, I see, I see. Extremely salty. Mm. And it was the salt. And it totally, it got me, but it- had sodium face. That's I had sodium face. But originally, like sometimes I'll get that way, like if I have a glass of wine the night before or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I didn't do that. Um, I didn't have sugar. So yeah. what was it? But it was that. And so, I don't know. It's just when you are in that kind of mindset of- that self-reflective habit instead of just yeah. like saying this sucks you're kind of like well wait a minute yeah what did i do that was different because i i this is this is a result of something yeah and like exactly. now i can find a solution because now dude, i'm not doing that again exactly there's a, it made me think of there's this guy that's on tiktok that i mean 
I have no idea what his credentials are. He may have them, he may not. But he basically goes into the grocery store and his whole thing is like you have, I think it's 50 brain cells in a day. Like this is the idea. And then for every ingredient, you lose one. I think it's 50. And so he goes to like a box of cereal and it has like 25 ingredients in it or something. Oh my gosh. And so he's just talking about essentially well, this is off the list and like this is mm. off the list or if you know if you have one bowl of this then the rest of your meals better just be raw vegetables and meat yeah. or, or whatever yeah. it is. But it's it's like I said I have no idea if there's any validity to his claim. I'm I'm pretty uh, sure that processed food is kind of universally accepted as not ideal. So yeah. I think in that in that regard it's reasonable. Um, but I just find it uh, an interesting practice. And then so I was just looking at food I was eating recently. And one of my, I mean, I was going to say least favorite things, but one of one of the great tragedies of life is when you look at something you really like to eat and look at the ingredients and realize it has like some ridiculous ingredients in it that mm-hmm. like hydrogenated oil. And I you're just know. like, damn, I know. these were so good, I guess. Never again, but yeah, and but some would argue, and even I know, like for me, I okay, I know it has that in it. I'm not going to eat it all the time. Yeah, exactly. But like one of our favorite things, I know for instance, is that dang jingle jangle from Trader Joe's. Oh yeah. And every Christmas season, that's you know we have that. We did real good this year, though. I want I want to commend you and I for. But I think it comes with that knowledge of what's in it. Like we read the labels now, we know what we like and, and yeah. what our body likes. And so it's like, yeah, we're going to indulge a little, like, yeah. you know, and enjoy it. But it all, it's funny because when I started doing more research within the last year on gratitude, actually, mm-hmm. one of the things I came across was your habits, your healthy, your eating habits, your mm-hmm. nutrition. And the idea is the more you are expressing gratitude and you're truly feeling that gratitude, mm-hmm. you might come across something like you really like eating, but you know isn't good for you. And you're like, well, you know what? I've I've had that before. I'm grateful for the experience. Yeah. I don't need it right now. Yeah. Like that's kind of, no, that you makes know, sense. just, just a, I guess that's a good food for thought. If there's something you're, you know, isn't working for your body and you, you like to eat it. Yeah. Um, that would be a good, I would definitely say a good uh, strategy. Yeah. And good that definitely, shift. obviously, because of the word habits, uh, reminds me of atomic habits. Sure. Uh, and just in that scenario, he he talks about, or relating to that scenario, he talks about how your habits are easier when they're based on the idea of the type of person you want to become, mm-hmm. as opposed to a specific goal maybe like if your goal is like oh i want to be skinny or you know i want to be athletic or whatever it is instead of saying okay i can't eat this and i can't eat that and uh i'm i'm going to start going to the gym and all these things instead you just think what type of person lives the life that i'm aiming to live so is it a person with you know a, a healthy person so okay well a healthy person wouldn't eat that so you just kind of reframe and make your decisions based on essentially emulating the type of person that you're trying to become. Okay. So what if my goal is on weeknights, I want to sleep for eight hours. Okay. So my goal essentially for that 
is to be in bed by 9 p.m., but asleep by 9.30. Well, so then you're the, you're the type of person who values their health over everything else then, right? Okay, but... But wouldn't you want to get like, and I'm I'm sort of playing devil's advocate, advocate, but I also want you to really come up with a plan for me here because I'm really, I need help I'm, with this. I'm already doing it. Um, but if you, so you're saying, yeah, I make healthy decisions. Wouldn't you want no, to get? No, that's not what I'm saying. What'd you say? I'm saying you're the type that then you have to think I'm the type of person that puts my health above everything else. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. So, the, so, so it doesn't matter. So if you pick up your phone, but you know having that blue light an hour after, like before your bedtime, you, then That's you'd... no longer the type of decision that person would make. Okay. So would you argue that it would be beneficial, though, to like almost like do some research or have like a list of like, you know, like the habits that, uh, you know, somebody that prior prioritizes their health. Wow. I cannot talk today. That prioritizes their health mm-hmm. over everything else. Like wouldn't. So you set up some kind of criteria that you know you would follow then to start maybe like habit stacking with that and and all of that. So I think probably that that would be a great way to optimize it. At the same time, I think there's a lot of people who of habits that they understand are not habits that are aiding them in what their claimed goal is. Okay. Like you don't you don't necessarily if I'm if I'm eating donuts, but I've never researched whether or not it's healthy to eat donuts, I mean maybe some people don't get it. Like maybe maybe some people who've just never had any exposure. But I feel like there's so much just common sense that no, you, I know that you can use to be like, okay, well, I I understand that if I want to go to bed by nine, but at eight forty five I hop on the Xbox, it's probably not going to happen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know, I don't know that you need to research. Like, oh. no, I, I mean, I'm not saying like do some like deep research. I guess I'm just trying to provide some sort of how to also for anybody that's interested in this. Um, did I tell you I linked the book in what? our notes? Oh, this book, Atomic yeah. Habits. Yeah. Oh, it's a good book. It's linked for you too. So if you're like, wait, what? I want to know how to do this stuff, and you guys are going back and forth. And I don't get it. Just um, go find the book and read along with us because yeah. I linked it for you. Along with, um, I know this is a total tangent again. My brain is very tangential today. But I did link a lot of our favorite reads. Um, oh. Whether or not we've, I know, see, I'm, I was on it. I was on my game yesterday. You are. Um, but You're the type of person that gets things done. I am that type of person. That I would agree. I would, I would say... I would be a good poster child for like the type of person that gets things done. Ooh, got just got nineteen eighty four flashbacks. Hmm. Because yeah. of your because of your I feel uh, like deep I'd, voice. No, like that. But you know, in that book, like just like the they they do a lot of like uh, what's the? She, you're doing air quotes right now. I know. Never mind. I'm. I guys. I'm, I mean, Tuesdays I'm, are long days for for Marie. Okay. All right. Well. Well, we'll fill up the rest of the podcast with excuses. No, uh, no, no. I just couldn't no, I think of to. what I wanted to say. I but want to. Like as if like I'm on a poster, like yeah, she I get gets like, things done. Like a propaganda poster. That's it. That's you're, the you're word. A kind of propaganda vibe. Yeah. We I get don't it. like it. Um, okay. I, get, I get a propaganda vibe. 
back to there was something we said uh, a little bit ago. You wait, but one second. I didn't. I didn't want to like. I didn't mean to shut down your idea of like doing research and stuff. I was just no, saying. No, I didn't think you were. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. I think our brains work in two different ways. I think me, aka the poster child for someone that gets things done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kidding. But That's I just funny. am very much like if I'm trying to implement a habit, yeah. I go into, okay, what I, and I, and I said it a little bit ago, kind of like there's like a set of, in my mind, criteria because my sure. mind works in lists and we both know this, but, um, you know, so I might like, I might say, yeah, I prioritize my health, but for me, in my journal or something, I might sit and say, well, what does that look like? Oh, yeah, of course. That looks like, yeah. So that's more of what I'm saying. And yeah. then, you know, I don't know. I'm very like, you know, I believe in a variety of like holistic type things. But when I think about like being holistic, if I prioritize my health, it's in every possible way. So mm-hmm. it's in getting enough sleep. It's in mental health. It's in you know, having my ashwagandha tea, you know, regularly or my sure. morning or whatever it is. And so um, I think that I know for me, it would be beneficial to like figure out what works for me in, in yeah. terms of all of that. Sure. I guess my point is more like for someone who is not inclined to make lists. So for someone who's... <laughs> That's for, for, for some, No, not really. Well, you like them because now you see the benefit of them. Well, yeah. Thank you. But... For someone who is not inclined to make lists, right? And maybe the list making is the step that makes them stop. Yeah. That's, that's what that's so why I'm saying it's like it comes down to a lot of things are just common sense and just paying attention. Yeah. Cause I think there's so much mindlessness in the world where people are just like, you know, oh, those chips look good. I'm gonna eat chips. And it's not like it's never a conscious decision like, oh, those are probably the healthiest thing I can eat or or those are the least healthy thing I can eat. But mm-hmm. just once you become aware of a choice you want to make. Yeah. You understand. Yeah. And that and then you're being you're making a mindful decision. Right. Because you are practicing that awareness. And then and that's what gets real fun, you know, like me with the olives. It's like I know these have a lot of salt in them. I know that's not a, a great decision and I am totally aware of it. Right. Right. Um, and that, that could go for anything, not just what you eat, but then when you're more aware and you do make those decisions, you realize how much responsibility you have in the habits that you build and the outcomes, you know, with your goals and all of that. So well, it's, you have, you have a hundred percent responsibility. You do. But I mean, when you, you, yes, you do. But when you have, when you build in that awareness piece and that like, making those mindful decisions and being intentional. Yeah, I know yeah. it's bad for me. And you're saying that to yourself. Yeah. Um, I think you find yourself like you, you can find yourself either like making the choice to get upset about that or making the choice to say, okay, then like, you know, let me find a solution or mm-hmm. let me, um, you know, I don't know, but I, I, either well, in way this, in the book, he talks about doing just that, but instead of just thinking about it, he talks about verbally calling it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he talks about how, like, in Japan, uh, their train system, their railway system, I guess, is just, like, second to none or top tier. I don't know if it's second to none, but it's it's up there. It's top shelf? It's top shelf. It's a top shelf. It's, it's, it, is, <laughs> it is that big loud. 
which actually means something else. But what? What does it mean? Well, loud. Uh, loud is like uh, a term for really good weed, essentially. What? Yeah. This whole time I've been walking around with a nickname that means big weed. Well, not exactly. It's guys. If you didn't know, my name is Big Loud. Anyways, uh, the idea is that they have. I guess they're called the collars or whatever, whatever they are, but they stand on the platform and before the train takes off, they look up and down the line and they verbally say like, all clear, like blah, blah, blah. They have like a script that they go through. So so like at Disneyland when you're on the rides and they, they check your seatbelt and they say like whatever they're supposed to say? Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much the idea. Okay. Um, I mean... We could use Disneyland as... I just had to relate it to something in my own experience. I have not been to Japan yet in my life. Yeah, no, of course. Of course. No, but that... I'm just messing around. But that is what happens. And that is pretty cool that it's for all the railroad... Like, that is... And the idea is that they have, like, a 85% safety rate or, like, something just... Good. Some really high rating. And essentially, the idea is then, if you're... I I don't know why we're focusing on food right now, but... uh, We don't. I tried to change it to sleep. Okay. Well, then if you're if you're about to pick up your phone when you're laying in your bed and uh, you know that what you want to be doing is going to sleep, you just, you know, you call it out. You're just like, I'm getting on my phone right now. Uh, yeah. There's no reason for me to be getting on my phone. So basically, why am I doing this kind of a thing? And not even ask, necessarily saying, why am I doing this? But just calling out what you're doing as, yeah. as a means of actually hearing it out loud and being able to separate yourself from that thought for a minute and just say no thank you. Yeah, and I that is great because when you can, yeah, just that verbal verbal acknowledgement. And thank it, you for that verbal acknowledgement. When it comes down to any kind of expression, I think the science behind that, which I've learned just through um, science diving into you know, mindfulness practices and things and looking at brain chemistry and all of that. The, have you ever dissected a brain? I have not. Have you tried? I've looked into it. Really? Anyways. Whoa. <laughs> well, I was a biology major back in the day and I did look into which class we would get to dissect brains Witchcraft? to see how... Which class? Mm. And I did look into which how far down the line it would be like what i what classes i would have to how take how many weeks until i can cut a brain open huh. well like when when in the Ma'am, program this is orientation <laughs> if you would just relax yeah guys i'm i'm a low-key nerd that's Probably okay you, low key. you keep talking anyways what was i saying you totally cut me off because now i'm about, just thinking about dissecting brains well you're talking about uh, brain chemistry and oh, the science and so the science behind so if you are okay so for instance you are you know in bed you're on your phone you know that's not what somebody who prioritizes their health would do sure and you think it you're like well okay just for tonight and you're, you're thinking it because you're like well i'm not supposed to be doing this but whatever mm-hmm if you say out loud, this is not something that uh, somebody who prioritizes their health would do, you are, I think it's like 10 times more likely or something to like follow through because mm-hmm. of the expression of it or if you were to write it, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's actually like a dopamine hit you get from that expression of it because hmm. you're, 
it's it's like you're putting yourself in this zone of proximal development because you're combining your awareness with what's happening. So like the things that you've learned about yourself, the things you've learned about what prioritizes or what you can do to prioritize your health or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think the idea is like when you are expressing something verbally or like the first step would be verbally, but like writing it down, whatever it is, versus just thinking it. Yeah. The outcome is going to be um, greater or more possible, I guess. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Then with what you're saying. So interesting, interesting tidbits. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, And it just makes me think of the idea that he talks about in the book, which is every essentially every decision you make is a vote for your identity. And so it comes down to like when you're thinking of the type of person I want to be or whatever, like essentially that's your identity, right? And so if you hold the door for someone, you're, that's one more point as I'm a, I'm a polite, kind person, right? Mm -hmm. If If you, whatever, if you close the fridge when you walk away, it's, that's one more reminder that I'm a type of person that saves electricity or that saves money or, or all these little decisions add up. And so anytime you can exercise a little bit of self-control or make a move that's in the direction of the yeah. type of person you really would desire to be, the argument in the book is that all those things really compound over time. It's just like a compound interest system, right? So you're, you're, they may feel like a bunch of just insignificant decisions like choosing to wipe your feet off before you go into the house or whatever, but that reinforces into your mind that you're the type of person that likes things clean and tidy. Mm-hmm. And then so if you, instead of leaving your spoon in the sink, also put it into the dishwasher, it just has this kind of all-encompassing effect on the rest of your life. Yeah. 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 I yeah. Know. I like it. Yeah. Okay. You wanted to talk about, we, there were like two things we said we would circle back to, but there's only one that I can remember right now. The TikTok girl? What? TikTok girl. I don't even know what you're talking about now. Feelings? Thoughts? Yeah, feelings and thoughts. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. That one? That one. And what else? I don't remember. Oh, that's the one? That's the one. So I saw a TikTok yesterday that <laughs> was pretty interesting. She was just talking about the idea of uh feelings like how how a lot of us oh because she's not from the u.s i don't know where she's from but, but here's here's the idea oh well glad i could help well you would please, you like to tell the story that i told continue. you okay no. <laughs> we could play telephone we can do it okay let's do it basically she was just talking about the fact that in the united states the way we speak english oftentimes we will say i feel in place of the phrase i think and that, if you look at it from a mindfulness perspective, kind of can trip you up. So if you go throughout your day saying, I feel like no one really likes me, or I feel like I'm always hungry, or I feel like whatever, whatever, you can actually replace the phrase, I feel like with, I think. And if you're into any sort of mindfulness practice, you'll probably recognize that when you have a thought, a good practice is to pause and look at that thought from an outside perspective and decide whether or not that is actually a thought you want to be having. So if it's, 
I feel like this guy's such an asshole. You can pause and say, oh, that's what I'm thinking. Is he or is he maybe having a bad day or whatever it is? Yes. May I say something? (laughs) Yeah, I just wanted to finish my thought. I know. And you could tell I was getting ready because I really had something I want to say. But yeah. Body language. Speak. Nonverbal communication is what? 90%. Exactly. That's why I rarely speak to you. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. No. uh, Two things. So the first thing is like, now, Mark, help me think through this because feelings versus emotions. Feelings are like the chronic, right? Where they are what? The chronic? If you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is the second time I've, I've <laughs> anyways moving on they're like the chronic thing so like if you're feeling something that's like the like longer lasting I guess versus emotions which I thought it was the same thing n- there's a there's a difference and I can't right now for some reason it's it's like the words accept versus accept you I don't know when to use either one Feelings, oh, okay, well, accept is like A-C-C-E-P-T is I, like, I accept this award. Uh, accept is like, I want all of these crayons, oh, no, it's, except it's that one. It's affect or effect. That's the one I always have to Google. Anyways, um, yeah, I always have to Google okay. it. Anyways, no, I'm pretty sure. So like, you can have an emotion about something, right? You can read an email and have a certain emotion, like just... Um, you feel mad, you feel sad. Yeah. But when you feel mad or you're feeling sad, that's like something that la- is lasting longer, like having a certain feeling attributed to a situation versus having like an emotion. A yeah. Okay. I'm pretty, I'm just trying to remember. I think that's the way it goes. Feelings, like all of them are, they're changing, right? They're not constant. You're not mm-hmm. always going to feel a certain way. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. But I think with feelings, I guess they just carry a little more weight in a sense, if that's how we want to think about it. So then going back to the verbiage we're using with I feel a cert or I feel like I'm always hungry or I feel like this guy's a jerk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of well, what you're doing kind of inherently, and I know like Michael Singer, if you're familiar with his book, Untethered Soul, which Mark, that is the next book you will read. It is on the list, people. Um, but I just, I love this book. And he said what you said, like how it's important to stop and take a step back mm-hmm. and really see your thoughts. He calls your thoughts a roommate. Like you have a roommate in your head yeah, and they're talking to you all the time and they're trying to persuade you of certain things. Um, and so it's really important to sit back and be objective with our own thoughts sometimes because sure. they can spiral. So when we are saying that we feel a certain way based off of actually what is a simple thought, we're automatically giving those thoughts a lot more power in a sense because we're tr- immediately turning them into feelings and our words how we, you know, narrate for ourselves is so, so powerful. And that goes mm. back to, I think we talked about it last week, the I have to versus the I get to. Oh, yeah. And so. Indeed, we did. But it like and all of this stuff. So when you told me that the other day, I was like, that is so interesting. And I cannot wait to share that, um, you know, with my course participants, with my community of speech pathologists. Yeah. You know, at some point, because 
we really do have a lot in our language um, or the way that we form, you know, it's hello speech, it's semantics, but yeah. the way that we're putting our words together really does affect our outcomes. Oh, 100%. And it's, it's so interesting to hear those outside perspectives of, yeah. you know, and I'm sure we can look at other languages and yep, be like, that's exactly right. you know, oh, that narrative is kind of wonky. It, I, you know, I don't know. It's, yeah. So, I mean, like, that's just, that's how it goes, right? But I think the point is, is to be able to be aware of that and aware of the words that we're putting out um, into the world and into ourselves because... And they. that's, and I think it's especially into ourselves, right? Because, mm-hmm. oh yeah, because that's, uh, I mean, of course, into the world, right? We, you don't want to walk around well, talking trash well, no. to people and destroying people or whatever. But you got to start. You got to start inward, because mm-hmm. if you start the shift again to the I have to and the I get to. When I started saying it, other mm-hmm. people around me started noticing it, mm-hmm. and they started saying it, and or they asked me, you know, about it or whatever. Yeah. Um. It does. It just, it changes fundamentally how you approach your day. It so does. Because if you, imagine if every single statement of a task upcoming was turned into, I have to do this, like your day would sound horrible. If it was just a list of, I have to, I have to, I have to. Yeah. And so on the opposite, if it's, I get to, I get to, I get to all day long, it's just funny. It's, it's just weird sometimes to, to think, I, I guess not think about it, to, to feel how it feels when you say certain words, words, mm-hmm. if you say get, like, oh, I get, and you just kind of feel like uplifted, mm-hmm. or, or if you say like, I have, and then, or like, I have it's to. It's the inflection, like, listen to the actual yeah. voice I have pattern. To. I have to. I have to. I get to. Yeah. And, and that's just, that is definitely a part of our culture, you know, where yeah. the inflections are and, definitely. Our, and and things like that. But if that's regardless, like that in and of itself is that inflection is, I guess it's not technically a nonverbal cue, but it's non, um, it's semantic. not a word. It's non-semantic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, we're just reading the tone of our voice, yeah. you know, I mean. You and I joke around sometimes like, well, the tone you used, you know, or whatever. And I know we're joking, but it's true. But sometimes. When you go out into the world and you're using, you know. Oh, yeah. If if you walk in and I'm like, hey, how are you? And you're like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. No. You know. Exactly. Versus, oh, I'm good. Like. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Oh, I'm good. That does not automatically drain you when somebody says it like that. It's like. Oh, I'm okay. If you want to complain, complain. If you. If, well, if, it, if you don't want to, then... If you need to get something out, it's fine. Yeah. Get it out and let, you know, prob- and then we'll problem solve or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. But... Interesting. Uh, to think about all the language stuff, that's partially what makes me, not that I'm like this language speaker, this multi, multi-linguist, uh, <laughs> but I used to used to be on Duolingo mm-hmm. uh, pretty, pretty frequently, and I do love watching YouTube videos of random people speaking their non-native language. So, uh, they're, oh. yeah. What? Random people uh, speaking their non-native language? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, I didn't know this was a thing. Oh, yeah. There's this guy, his name is Jauma, like X-A-I-O-U-M-A or something. And he's a white dude who lives in New York. And he'll go, he's just really good at languages. And he can learn enough to get by pretty quickly and so 
but some he's like fluent in. So he'll go to Chinatown and he'll, it's funny. They all, there's, it's a whole segment of YouTube and they all kind of follow a certain script, I guess, when, when they're doing these things, but they'll go in and kind of like act dumb or whatever, like they're tourists, Mm. like they're tourists Mm -hmm. in, in like Chinatown or whatever. And they'll ask like some questions like, oh, what's like, what's a good, um, what's a good coffee drink? Or like, what's a good, is this like really popular in China or, or Cambodia or like whatever language he's speaking. Uh, And he'll ask this all in English and then they'll respond a little bit and then he'll like bust out like perfect Chinese or Mandarin or whatever Mm -hmm. it is to Mm -hmm. them. And then uh, it's just so interesting to then see how these people connect yeah. Cuz like they go from like oh this guy whatever to like oh my god you like your chinese is amazing whatever whatever and they just mm. start and all of a sudden these people open up to him just sure. because they share this same language and I don't know it's it's pretty fun. So yeah. he's one guy there's another guy uh Lao Shu he's dead. He died. He had like oh, some heart problems or rest whatever. Rest in peace. Rest in peace indeed. He was uh he was not very old. I think he was like 36, 35. Oh. Yeah. And he was he's interesting too because he was like a like at least you know like six foot one six foot two black dude and so he would just go in there and they just the people would not expect it yeah. at all no that is fun to see i even you know um i even remember being in high school and i'm i'm half mexican and i grew up around spanish and i can pull off that accent like if you know i'm reading or whatever i feel pretty good <laughs> and i remember being in spanish class and i said something in like spanish like the first day and everybody was like, what? You know, because I'm like, don't look Hispanic at all. But yeah. Um, yeah, that was super. Or even like my last name, Rimurtaya. And, you know, I just, but I, if I'm like speaking in like a more conversational style, yeah, I can do it. You yeah. know, I was doing it today with a little kid because all of a sudden he didn't want to speak in English in speech. And he just started speaking Spanish? Yeah. Oh, I was like, do you, want the, do you want the small circle or the big circle? He's like... Pequeño. I was like, <laughs> okay, pequeño o grande? <laughs> pequeño. It was cute. But anyways, yeah, so. That is cute. And then another thing uh, on language, and we were just talking about how language really, and, you know, people have talked about this for, I'm sure, centuries, but how language shapes our reality. There is a language uh, called Logibon. And what? Yeah, but it's like it's like they made it up in the eighties. Oh, and nice. and I think it got made up by people who were I don't know if they were computer programmers, but it's very popular among like computer programming engineering type of that's its main crowd, I think. Okay. And the idea is that it's all logically consistent. You can't say anything in that language that isn't logically consistent. What would be logically consistent? I don't know, but I know, <laughs> but uh, but I can think of, I guess, like what would be logically inconsistent. Like, uh, uh, I guess I can't even think of that. But basically, like my no, I was gonna say like my feet are on fire. Like, no, that doesn't make sense. But but like figurative language. Maybe I'm not exactly sure because it's not English. It's a. It's not like they just speak English. With the leading words, sure, it's, sure, sure, it's sure. its whole own sounds. That's kind of it. Kind yeah. of sounds German-ish, and kind of sounds like yeah, uh, 
So it, it has its own phonetic like code. Yeah, completely. So, interesting. Very interesting. That is, I got to look that up. That yeah. is neat. Yeah, you got to check it out. You got to check it out. That is very neat. But speaking of talking. Have we been doing too much? I don't know. I mean, it's it's never too much. It never is. But yeah, we we don't want to. We got to save some for next week. You sure, feel me? Sure, we'll save some for next week. So on that note, this has been a good talk. My name is Mark Little. And I'm Marie Murataya. This episode is brought to you by Bean Chata. One whore chata just won't do. Bean Chata is the drink for you. Fully endorsed by Justin Bieber. And of course, if you want to check out any of the books that we've been talking about or will talk about, go ahead and check the link. In the notes. In the notes. The show notes. The show notes. And uh, read on. There you go. That's all they need to know for now. Bye. (laughs) Ha ha ha.